Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Today's Issues here on the American Family Radio Network for this Monday, January the 17th. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Wildman, and we welcome you to AFR. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Ed Vitagliano, along with Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Yes, good morning. Good to see you, Tim. Yeah. Ed Ed kind of took care of the shop last week. Did y'all do all right? Did my best, sir. Yep. Did you? Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah. Holding up the fort or defending the fort. or You can count on me. There's something you do with the fort there, holding down. <laughs> holding down the fort. Holding down the fort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alice and my wife and I, we had an invitation to uh, go to Orlando, Florida for some events, quasi-Christian. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying, Min- Tim. Uh, while we, while we evangelistically were- speaking, it was, a, it was a ministry trip. And uh, so I just, I felt a calling Yeah. to, to, to go down to sunny Florida. For a week, well, the and, rest of us were freezing, and I, I didn't get any resistance from Allison. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like say, "Have you prayed about this?" Right, or I don't think we should leave work or the family for a week or anything like that. Yeah. It was uh, what time are we leaving? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we hopped in the car and drove. Actually, twelve drove. twelve hours. It's it's ten from Tupelo to Orlando's ten driving hours. Okay, that's all. I'm surprised that it's that little. That's if you go a little over the speed limit that the government sets yes. to put us in bondage. <laughs> uh, and who are they to tell us? No, who are they? no it, it's about 10, 10 and a half hours. Mm-hmm. If you didn't stop. Driving time. If you didn't stop. Yep. Yeah, you got to stop two or three times anyway. You guys, have you guys traveled and run into these buckies? yet? Yes. Buckies? Yes. We're doing free advertising for them, but the, it's just like... Yeah, it's called Bucky's. They're huge. All the, the big gas stations. <laughs> yes. 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 Because yes. we, we, well, we drove to Dallas right. for Christmas, right. my wife and I and my daughter, and we passed one. And the reason I even noticed it is because we've had folks who will come by the ministry and, and you know, just to visit, and they'll drop off stuff from Bucky's, like they yeah. have some pecan log or some kind of thing. And we passed one on the interstate, and we looked over at it. It was like a small city. <laughs> They're huge. It's yes. huge. I think Allison counted 120 gas pumps on one of them. Oh my goodness! 100, really? 100 yeah, 120 gas pumps okay. on uh, one of the one of the Buckies that we've stopped. And at. it's B U C C E E S or something like that. Yeah, it's, and they it's a use beaver. a beaver as yeah. their. Uh, Again, they should be paying us for this, but anyway, <laughs> it, it, and I don't know how many locations they got. I, you'd have to look them up, but if you if you stop at one, you'll never forget it. Right, uh, it is like the size of I don't know. It's it's like the size of a, a grocery, like a Kroger or um, something. Yeah, we almost half the size of Walmart. We almost it's pulled. A, we almost pulled over to go take a look at it. But we were on our way to, you know, for Christmas, yeah, sure. and family and everything. I said, eh. yeah. and I was afraid, I was afraid we'd get in there and I'd spend a fortune. Well, you would have. Yeah. Uh, Cause I went in and we did spend <laughs> a fortune. And I don't care if you've just eaten uh, dinner an hour before, you're going to get that brisket sandwich. Oh. Cause it's wafting right when you walk in that, oh. that, that beautiful 
smell of barbecue is wafting through the store. It's Nothing more, better than a good wafting. It's it's it is. They are manipulating <laughs> their audience there, uh, you know, with that. But anyway, well, if there's any managers who are listening, right, of Bucky's around right. the, 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 especially the South, yeah. I think, yeah, we'll take a gift back package. <laughs> we will. We will. some kind of compensation. Yes, for the free advertising. <laughs> you, you ought to stop in there just to see it. It's it's quite amazing. Uh, one of those one of those Bucky places along the interstate. All right, uh, but uh, we were out to last week and back to be glad to be back in the saddle here in uh, Tupelo at American Family Radio. A lot to talk about. Uh, if you want to watch us on that there internet, Ed, what do the folks need to do? Well, then go to YouTube or Facebook and search for today's issues and click through. And you'll be able to watch us do this show. If you're watching right now, I'm waving to you. See, that's what you get if you watch, folks. Periodically, we'll wave wave at the camera. (laughs) You know, you get a you get a uh, uh, waving shout out. That's right. uh, To borrow from the '90s. (laughs) All right, raise the roof. Who who gives shout outs? Raise the roof, baby. (laughs) Raise the roof. (laughs) High five. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. All right. Cool's not going out of fashion though. I don't think so. The word not, cool has been not around. If I since, can help it. It's been around since the 60s and has made it until today. Mm-hmm. All right, you're listening to today's issues. Fred, what's leading the news this morning? Well, I'll tell you what. There may be a lot of people along the Atlantic coastline that would like to go to Orlando. Right, right. Uh, this storm that went through our area uh, during the weekend has now moved uh, along the Atlantic seaboard. 200,000 people without power. A lot of it turned to ice, South Carolina, those areas. And Atlanta, now, too. They say black ice in Atlanta on the streets there. And you get the airport in Atlanta messed up. Yeah. And the whole country is messed up. The world shuts down. Air travel. Yeah. And then moving up the coast, getting a real dump of snow as you move up into New England. So it's a bad day for those folks. Uh, t- uh, two people reported uh, killed. Uh, I'm not sure of a traffic accident or, or what happened. There's also, in the midst of this, tornadoes. There are a couple of tornadoes that have been reported. In Florida. It's it, down in Fort Myers, I think it was. Yeah, that's highly unusual. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you said 200,000 people without power now? As of this morning, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, Especially in the area where there was ice, kind mm-hmm. of uh, freezing rain, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. which does. Freezing rain is the worst. Damage on power lines is just. Absolutely worst. It, it's yeah. never good to be without power, but if it's freezing outside, mm. it's, I, yeah. you know, boiling hot outside or freezing cold, I guess, is the, the, you know, who, who wants to argue about it? Mm. But it becomes dangerous. I do. Give dangerous. me the hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take the hot instead of the cold. I go out in my cold. car and can turn the AC on. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. It's uh, be out of power. Yeah, it's, uh, it's bad. Yeah. We have family members in South Carolina, and I was checking with them <clears> yesterday they have, uh, fortunately, uh, gas fireplace, gas oven, that's what you got, and a gas yeah. heater. So they've got a bit of a backup. Plus, they live in a neighborhood that's fairly new, and all the wires are underground. Yeah, uh, which is a really smart move. Yeah, is to is to uh, deal with that at the front end. But be praying for those folks along the East Coast. Uh, it's not over yet. Uh, it's moving I, up into Maine. I'll bet you one thing. My apologies to English teachers everywhere. Ain't nobody on the road between Richmond and D.C. right now. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. With that black ice, it's yeah. you're. I, I I don't know if there's any reason to ever go out. Maybe maybe yeah. for 
ambulances and first responders, yeah. but mm-hmm. even they can't get around. You don't mess with ice. Snow, you can manage a yeah. lot of times because it grips your wheels. But you get ice, forget it. Yeah, you, you're not. You don't know where you're going. You're going in a ditch eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, the keep we'll keep an eye on that. The uh, couple couple one story that happened late last week that we weren't here to discuss. We had trivia Friday on Friday, and uh, is the victory at the Supreme Court uh, yes. mm-hmm. over the uh, Biden. Uh, vaccine mandates, mm-hmm. uh, and this was a big win for liberty, for freedom, and we were one of the ministries uh, that uh, First Liberty, which is a uh, religious freedom uh, constitutional law firm in Dallas, they represented us and and Answers in Genesis and another ministry or two, I think, before the Supreme Court. Am I right about this? Correct. Yes. Yeah. And, and so. We were one of the, uh, what do you call them? Plaintiffs. Plaintiffs. Mm-hmm. So uh, named. So we were, uh, but it was a victory for the country, right. quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And, and other uh, businesses and, and organizations in other parts of the country yes. also filed suit. Right. Ours went to the Fifth Circuit. Right. And So we're, we're really uh, uh, just uh, very, very happy about that decision by the Supreme Court, 6-3, mm-hmm. uh, which... Uh, Basically, the Supreme Court said to the president, you cannot force uh, people to inject themselves with uh, a vaccine or something called an experimental shot. You, you can't. The, the, the executive branch of the federal government does not have that kind of power. Mm-hmm. And that was basically the message that uh, the Supreme Court sent to uh, the Biden administration. Uh, another thing related to this uh, is that it was very alarming to me to read the comments from the three liberals yes. on the Supreme Court, namely Sotomayor, Kagan, and uh, uh, Breyer. Breyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the liberal mindset when it comes to uh, judicial decisions, as exemplified by these three, they don't look at what the Constitution says about a given matter mm-hmm. before them. They look at how they feel about it yeah. on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And then they use that as their determining factor on which way they'll vote on the Supreme Court. That's the problem with, quote, progressive thinking or liberalism. It's detached from the Constitution. Oftentimes, oftentimes. Now, sometimes they'll try to make a connection. But uh, in this case, Ed, uh, this is why had President Trump not won, I, I don't know that we could have recovered uh, when, in, in terms of our freedoms and our liberties, our constitutional rights, because uh, Hillary Clinton would have put three more Sotomayors on there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and they would have just shut down churches. Yes. During COVID, for example, all over the country, they had allowed for that where 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 it was going on, and they and they would have allowed for more powers uh, by the executive branch as long as it's a Democrat in the White House. I think it's I think that's exactly uh, the facts of of the matter in terms of the 2016 election. I, I will say, let me say a couple of things, and then kind of get back to your main point that you're making about how these progressives make decisions, especially on the Supreme Court, but. I my belief is 
our country is certainly going through the judgment of God. But if God was of a mind to destroy America, I believe Hillary Clinton would have won in 2016 because the ideologies that she represents would have led to exactly what you said. We would have lost the Supreme Court for a generation, and the kinds of decisions that would have been handed down would have permanently crippled the constitutional freedoms that we've had. We would have never recovered. Now, that's just that's my opinion. I can't prove that. But I, I believe that whatever you think about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, I'm talking about ideologies. I'm talking about worldviews. And if President Trump had not won in 2016, I have no doubt that churches would have, all of them across the country, under the order of the federal government, yes, states wouldn't have had a say yes, in it, right. would have been shut down for the duration of the pandemic, and people would have been forced to get vaccines. Alan Dershowitz, yes. Dershowitz yes. A, a constitutional attorney, uh, all the t- you know, talking all the time on talk shows, I listened and watched him say in an interview in the early months of the pandemic in 2020, he said, yes, constitutionally, the federal government absolutely has the right to drag you out of your house and give you a vaccine. That's the thinking of these people. We would have seen that across the country. That would have torn the nation apart and there would have been bloodshed. Mm. God spared us that and my encouragement to Christians is you better you better get busy doing what God says because we do have time to for the church to be the church right. and uh, just one one last thing and I'll be I'll be done but you're exactly right for example when the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage in this country homosexual marriage the majority said it's not right when two people love each other to deny them the right to marry. That's not a constitutional argument. That is, my heart breaks for them, so we're going to legalize it. Yeah, that's the thinking. That's it, it, for, and that's dangerous. Yes, because those whims can change. Yes, you know, and uh, you know, you're, you're, if you're going to if you're going to go on your feelings to, despise, to to determine a Supreme Court decision, I'll give you an example. Of this Sotomayor, one of the Supreme Court justices on the left. Uh, she said that 100,000 children were in the hospital. Now, did she say on ventilators? She said many of them on Ma- ventilators. Many on okay. ventilators. This was during oral argument. The truth of the matter is, which the CDC confirmed yes. after this, after she said this, was that there are 3,500 children at, at that time, at the most, in the hospital due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, so you have a Supreme Court justices exaggerating wildly and, and, and using those numbers in her head as a justification for ruling for forced vaccinations mm-hmm. for Americans. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Actually, in truth, those, what, what those numbers are, whatever they are, 3,500 or 100,000 should make no difference to a Supreme Court justice when they're ruling on the law, mm-hmm. on the constitutionality of an action, not how I, not uh, the veracity, if that's what you want to call it, of a, quote, vaccination. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, But uh, but you're right, Ed. Uh, this is how these people think, and this is uh, the progressives uh, in this country. Uh, uh, 
one of the key things they want to move to, the Democrats, the progressives, they're almost one and the same now. They purge themselves of any conservative Democrats, almost with the possible exception of Joe Manchin, and he's a moderate. What, what progressives want to do is centralize power. That's, that's, if you want to know what they're getting at here, with all these uh, proclamations of voter disenfranchisement, and uh, if you're against their Voting Rights Act in Washington, D.C. right now, for example, you're, you're Bull Connor or you're uh, Jefferson, Jefferson Davis. Davis. You're, you're a racist pig, mm-hmm. basically, is what they're saying. Uh, and with the COVID mandates, for example, trying to penalize uh, companies if they don't force their employees to get an injection into their bloodstream from something that's not even two years old yet. What, what the, but all this and, and many other actions we could, we could cite by these people, they want to centralize power in Washington, D.C. And they want to strip the states of their governing authority mm-hmm. over people's lives. That's once you can uh, uh, galvanize powers to Washington D.C. where they determine everything, uh, then it's e- then you have the then you can easily control the whole country. That's right. But as long as the states have rights, mm-hmm. right, uh, as the Tenth Amendment Tenth and the Amendment, Constitution yeah. calls for, to to self govern basically. Uh, w- w- Leave, the federal government should have limited powers, and the Constitution does limit the covers of govern uh, the uh, powers of the federal government. Mm-hmm. But the Democrats ignore that. Yes, they try to ignore that. They try to skirt by that. They try to bypass that so that they can impose their will mm-hmm. on everybody in the country, whether they live in a red state or a blue state. Right. So that's what that's what these folks want to do mm-hmm. is is centralize the power. It was unfortunate on the second Supreme Court decision last week, though, for medical workers. And again, it's this, the tentacles of the federal government. That case had to do with uh, the Biden administration saying any medical facility in the country that gets Medicare or Medicaid dollars, your staff must be vaccinated. And that's only going to hurt people right across the country. Already nurses, mm-hmm. doctors are saying it's not going to happen. Plus, you add to that, has more and more, you know, you have the World Health Organization that's now coming out, warns against vaccine mandates, repeated booster shots. Now, that's where we are today. I mean, they're, they're coming out and they're saying, wait a minute, booster shots, and I, I think Israel is on its fourth, fourth booster shot. They're saying that may have the impact of diminishing your own immune system. This is the World Health Organization yes. and the European Union's uh, health, organ, health uh, yes, it's, agency. Yes, it is. It's the European Medicines Agency. All right, I, I want folks to listen to this, pay attention to this. I ran across this story over the weekend. Mm-hmm. These, are very, um, these aren't organizations that I put a lot of trust in, quite frankly. But even they are... They would be the equivalent of uh, Fauci, Dr. Fauci's th- way of thinking yes. in Europe and the World Health Organization. But even they are saying we, you can't boost, we can't booster ourselves out of this pandemic. Right? Yes, that's, huh? ex- that's it. World Health Organization said in a statement that a vaccination strategy based on repeated booster doses of the original COVID-19 vaccines 
is unlikely to be appropriate or sustainable. Recognize the inability of the shots to stop the spread, the U.N. Health Agency said future vaccines against COVID-19 must, quote, be more effective in protection against infection, thus lowering community transmission. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank it, you. This is going to get to be like the like flu seasons, okay? What you're going to have, is you, if you're going to have boosters in the future, it is going to be against variant X, okay? This year, we expect this particular variant of COVID to kind of like come, the flu shot, like you mean? the flu shots, because they they guess with the flu which strain is likely to be the most. But impactful. you know what? Even that's a guess. Yes, because yeah. you look at how fast Omicron, the 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 variant Omicron, which was the third, we had the original COVID nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Then we had Delta, right, which spread last summer, particularly in the South, and then started to go to the Northeast, and Omicron comes in they say originated in South Africa and spread like wildfire everywhere around the world. And right now uh, Mm -hmm. I've had it y'all. If you haven't had it, you're going to get it. Or, or you might've had it and didn't know it. Didn't know it. 40% of people are uh, not symptomatic. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that that spread so fast. How in the world could a, uh, a company like Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson or, the others come up with a vaccine specific for Omicron when it spread like wildfire in just a matter of weeks. Yeah. So, uh, but thank goodness, uh, for the most part, it's mild. Yeah. If people have symptoms at all, yes, there are, uh, there are some that are experiencing more severe, but, uh, I'm talking about broadly and generally it's a, uh, like, like a cold or something like that for most people. It's not mm. going to the lungs. Yep. It's right. staying in uh, the head area. So, um, but, but this European Medicines Agency uh, is warning that getting boosted every four months could harm the immune system's ability to fight off the disease. Now, listen to this. It is, it's advising countries instead to mirror the seasonal influenza vaccination strategy tied to the onset of the cold season. Yeah, that's this, where we have to go. This really puts the pro-force vaccination crowd in a box. Yes. And I just wonder when they're going to stop it. And I'm talking about Biden and Jen Psaki and the CDC and and all these liberal politicians who, who all the vaccine, 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 vaccine. You hear it every day. Uh, a, a virus of the unvaccinated. We all know that's laughable now yeah. because the Omicron has proven they keep calling them breakthrough cases. They're not breakthrough cases anymore. The vaccines that people got last spring right, and even the boosters are not stopping this strand, period. Right. Mm-hmm. Period. We all know this. It's yeah. the elephant in the room, right? I don't yeah. even know if it's an elephant in the room any longer. We all know this. So if that's the case... Can we not just put the forced vaccination argument on the side over here now? Put it mm-hmm. on the sideline and let's quit talking about it because it's for all practical purposes, it's ineffectual. And if you wanted to say it shuts down the virus, then I'd be willing to have a conversation right. with you, a discussion about you in a more serious way. But uh, to keep harping on, on vaccine, vaccine, vaccine when it ain't working just, just makes no sense. At all, unless you want to use it for some other nefarious reason. Well, plus the expectation is is that COVID's going to be over by this summer, right? You know, so right. that so then 
what are you going to sound like if you're Joe Biden and you're continuing <laughs> to to harp on vaccines? Nobody's going to be listening. I, I just do, do, do. You got anything else in your playbook over there, Fauci or Biden or Harris? Mm. How about therapeutics? Yes. Right. Why don't you stress that? Yeah. Yes. Uh, how we can treat this rather than just vaccine, 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 and now the vaccines are not effective in stopping the Omicron spread. We'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on American Family Radio. Stay with us. Too busy to catch your favorite shows on the radio? Have no fear, because the AFR app is here. Download the app to have access to live broadcast, music streaming, as well as each podcast. Whether you're at work, at home, or on the go, it's easy to listen to AFR. The AFR app is available not only for Apple and Android users, but also on Amazon Alexa and Roku. Download the AFR app today at AFR.net. Have you heard about the new Bible Museum in Washington, D.C.? Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. I guess it's been open two or three years now, maybe a little longer, but it's one of the premier sites on our trip to Washington, D.C., our spiritual heritage tour in June and September, where we visit the Bible Museum and all the other sites that you are familiar with in Washington, D.C., including George Washington's Mount Vernon estate. We're also going to go on a separate trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. Those tours are back-to-back. If you want to go with us, we're going in June and September. We'd love to have you. Go to the website, spiritualheritagetours.com. Stephen McDowell, my dear friend, will be joining us. He's a historian and president of the Providence Foundation, and he's going to make our trip so much richer by adding commentary and telling us the stories of the people, places, and times. SpiritualHeritageTours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stearns. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Taxpayer-funded universities are facing a financial pandemic. Overall enrollment at colleges and universities across the nation down nearly 6% since 2019. That's according to the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center. The crisis in higher education is even more ominous among undergraduates, where enrollment is down nearly 8%. William Patterson University in New Jersey says they plan on laying off 100 professors, including three with tenure. The truth is that many students are frustrated by the wokeness that's infected higher education, not to mention the communist-style pandemic restrictions. And many others are discovering they can actually live the American dream without getting a college degree and without a mountain of student loan debt. You know, there may be a silver lining to the global pandemic after all. Be sure to pick up a copy of my latest book, Culture Jihad, available at your favorite bookstore or toddsterns.com. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1.13 American Family Radio This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. If you want to send us an email, just use this address, comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano and Fred Jackson. Fred, next story. Yeah, there was quite a, a, a really important story that broke on the weekend. It involved a synagogue in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And what happened there, a man by the name of Malik Fazal Akram uh, took four hostages at this synagogue, uh, held those hostages for several hours. Uh, It ended when a special team of FBI forces went in. They tried negotiations with the man who was holding these people hostage. Uh, The hostages escaped, and the hostage taker was killed. That's the front end of this story. The hostage taker is a 44-year-old British citizen. Uh, we know a little bit more about him. Uh, you know, it was really interesting. The, the first reaction from the FBI has people really puzzled. They held a press conference early in the hostage crisis, and they said we have no idea of the motive of this Islamic terrorist who took these Jewish hostages in the synagogue. It's cut number four. Uh, we, we, we do believe from our engagement with this subject that he was singularly focused on one issue uh, and it was not specifically related to the Jewish community, uh, but we're continuing to work to find motive and, and we will continue on that path. Uh, a lot of people are just saying, we don't know what this man is talking about. I, it's almost like he had a, this, this terrorist had the selection of a Presbyterian church, a Baptist church, but he just picked a synagogue. We know that's not true. Right. He picked the synagogue on purpose. And now, by the way, there's two teens that were arrested in Britain this morning in connection with this. So there's some details we still have to put together. But apparently what the the crux of this was, he is another Islamic terrorist who is demanding the release of a woman by the name of Yufia Sudiki. Now, who is she? She is a well-educated individual, has a degree from MIT. She's a neuroscientist. Yeah, she's brilliant. She left this country shortly after 9-11 and went to Pakistan. Somewhere along the way, according to officials say, she was radicalized there. She was picked up three or four years later uh, along the Afghan border. She had two pounds of sodium cyanide on her. She also had a disc giving instructions on how to do mass bombings, killing people. When she was being interrogated, she somehow got a weapon from one of the American officials who were interrogating her and opened fire on American soldiers. She has been sentenced to something like 85 years in prison. She is being held at a federal facility in Fort Worth. That's why this guy went to Dallas to do what he was doing. As I say, he's a British citizen. And now, President of the United States, Joe Biden, is now calling this a terrorist incident. Strange he didn't mention the name Islamic. But there are other groups that are also demanding her release, including the Council of American Islamic Relations, very CARE, better known as CARE in this country. This is a woman who was prepared to carry out terrorist activities, and they want her released. 
Uh, so that's where we are with all of this, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Now, the, the statement we just heard while, uh, a few moments ago by the FBI, uh, I'm just uh, let me just try to give the FBI agent there the benefit of the doubt. Um, that is, he was saying that this is not specifically related to Judaism or to uh, a hatred for Jews, an anti-Semitic act action. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, if he was talking about the motive for this fella who was shot and killed, by the way, mm-hmm. was uh, to bring attention to his. Uh, what's a, is there a relationship there? Is that his? I, I don't think that he knows. You mean Siddiqui? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't think he he knew her. But no. but he took the hostages in demand for her to be freed. Right. Correct. Okay. Uh, so it, it, if. If you want to zero zero in on the p- specific particular motive for his actions, that was it, uh, uh, right? That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. Yes. So, uh, but then you have to say, well, why didn't you just go to Walmart? Or right. Could have picked hostages anywhere. You could have picked hostages anywhere to make a demand like that. Why did he go to a synagogue during a, uh, a service? when it's being live streamed on uh, Facebook, I think, and then take hostages who were Jewish. Mm-hmm. Right. Why did he do that? Well, that's clearly because he is—he uh, hates the Jews. So he wanted to couple that with what he's doing here, mm-hmm. uh, because otherwise, like we're saying, he would have picked—he could have picked hostages anywhere mm-hmm. to make a statement to the public that he wanted the release of this woman. So the uh, so so you see where I'm you see where uh, what I'm saying here. Uh, I'm not trying to defend. Well, I guess I am. I'm defending the specific uh, comment. Am I defending it? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm giving a reason why the FBI agent may have said what he said. You're, you're, I think I understand what you're saying. You're saying the FBI agent who said that uh, was focusing only on the right. known motive. Right. At, you can guess at why he picked the Jewish synagogue, like right. we're doing, right. putting, you know, uh, uh, you know, connecting the dots. And I'm, I, I'm the reason I don't mind giving this FBI agent the benefit of the doubt initially was you had to guess why he picked the synagogue. It makes sense to say he was an Islamic terrorist. That's why he did. But the FBI got such blowback right. because of this that the FBI then released a statement said, quote, this is a terrorism related matter. Do you have this audio on this? No, we don't. Okay. This is a terrorism-related matter in which the Jewish community was targeted and is being investigated by the Joint Terrorism so, Task Force. So they, so they did come back and say that. They did come yeah, back and FBI. clarify. Yeah. All right. The bigger picture here. Mm-hmm. The reason why there's a lot of people outraged about the FBI not initially saying what they came to say, let's say 24 hours later, later I guess, is because... <clears throat> If it's not a white MAGA Christian Trump male, the media doesn't want to hear about what the motive is for hostage taking or mass killings or attacks. Why? Because Biden says that white supremacy is the number one threat to our country. Right. We all know that's garbage. (laughs) Yeah. Except Biden wants to keep and Harris want to keep playing that hand. They want to keep 
making that charge, I guess because they're wanting to, uh, their goal would be to demonize, even though they don't believe in demons, <laughs> they want to demonize the Christian evangelicals in this country as a threat to democracy. Yeah. That's the re- and, and they equate white, uh, white evangelicals with white supremacists. There's no difference between the two in the minds of Biden and Harris and some of these lefties. Uh, so how do you marginalize people? We keep saying that white supremacy is the threat, people. We've got to look out for them. They're behind every rock, right. these white supremacists. Right. They're, they're everywhere. They're a threat to the very fabric of our democracy. Yes, and yes. so we got to go after them, even though we all know that's not true. So when you have a – so you can – I'll give you a, uh, a real-life example of how this would have played out had this been a white Christian male in particular who went into this synagogue and took hostages. They, the White House would have released a statement immediately. The FBI would have released a statement immediately. They, they would have said, uh, see, we're showing you why white supremacy is a threat to our country. Mm-hmm. Here is a prime example of this. We must stand together against white nationalism, a white supremacy. But now any other threat to the country, they're not going to call it out specifically. No. The far as they'll go with this is call it terrorism, which is right. It is, that is, that is, uh, well, it is terrorism. It is terrorism activity. But Biden and Harris and the FBI aren't going to say what it specifically is, Islamic terrorism. Mm. They'll call it uh, white Christian nationalism quickly on anything, even if they're wrong. They want to get that narrative out as quick as they can. But when you have uh, something that doesn't fit the liberal narrative, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about the motive. The only that's why you remember when uh, the killings took place, the murders took place by the Islamic uh, terrorists at Fort Hood a few years back. They called it workplace violence. You remember this? Yeah, Nadel Hassan. Yeah, because they didn't want to say Islamic terrorism. Yeah, they said domestic. I mean, yeah. workplace violence. Yeah, the the guy who was uh, who went to kill all the Republican congressmen at the baseball field a few years ago. Uh-huh. The FBI referred to that as he, him wanting to have a, a a cop kill him, a cop suicide. Suicide maybe. by cop, yeah. Suicide, but that's what they call that. Even though there was clearly a motivation, the guy was a Bernie Sanders supporter, and I'm not saying Bernie Sanders is responsible for, for this kind of nuttiness uh, by any means. I'm saying he was a supporter of the SPLC. He was a far lefty. And he went to find out where the Republicans were so he could murder them all. Mm-hmm. So his motivation was, but the FBI, the, the White House, they don't come out and say, this is a, uh, a left-wing uh, nutcase. No, they, they make up some kind of generic uh, motivation or reason. Why? Because they want to cover for all the left-wingers. But they want to try. But but they want to try to find out where the white nationalists are, or the white supremacists are, so they can go after them. Now there may be a a a a, a white supremacy killing tomorrow by some nut job, right? 
that did happen in South Carolina a few years ago. You remember the uh, the uh, guy, the white guy who went into the, the, black, the black church? church? That was racially uh, – he, he hated black people. Yeah. And he went in and killed them, right? Yes. That was a – Sat that, at a service, in a, okay. like a Wednesday night service with okay. some of them. That could happen tomorrow, sadly and tragically, if that did, uh, God forbid. Right. I'm just saying – Nobody on our side, uh, by our side, I mean conservatives, are denying that maybe those kind of people do exist out there somewhere, but they're not all over the country. Right. That's a, they're, like Biden and Harris want to say, they're all over, white nationalists, white supremacists are everywhere. They're behind every rock. And so there must be an ulterior motive for why they keep wanting to push that narrative. And yet when we have something like Islamic terrorism, they don't want to call it what it is. Right. So you have any commentary on my commentary? No, I, I just, I, I, I absolutely agree. I would be happy with them just calling it as it is. So when you have a murder of black churchgoers by a white, an actual white supremacist, right. you call it violence. Uh, Motivation was. Motivated by racial hatred. Yes. Okay, it was white supremacist. That's the killing. truth. That's the truth. When you have this Akram fella. Okay, who is motivated by Islamic teachings? Call it that. Just call. I mean, if you know, when you have the man who went to the Family Research Council uh, after looking at the Southern Poverty Law Center, you know, map of hate, and and was going to remember, he's going to take Chick Fil A yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, he's going to yeah. kill him and put him on a yeah. on his desk. He was motivated. He was uh, homosexual. He was motivated by. Hatred of Christians. Just call it that. Why pretend like this kind of violence exists? Everything else we're just going to throw in a basket and not talk about it. I'll give you another real-life example from a few weeks ago. How the left-wing media, all they want to do is find the white supremacist out there and 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 so they can prove that there's a threat to America by, by this uh, ideology. Remember the uh, black fella? in Wisconsin mm-hmm. who took his car mm-hmm. and ran over all those white people. What was it? What was the name of that town? Uh, it's, uh, uh, in Wisconsin. Wake- Wakisha? Wake- During the Christmas Wake- parade. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was later learned that he, uh, at least expressed on his Facebook pages or his social media, a very racial, uh, animus toward white folks. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that may have been his motivation, or he may have just uh, he may have just gone nuts for a few minutes. I don't know, but he had a prior criminal record. Daryl Brooks is Daryl Brooks. Okay, Daryl Brooks. But there was evidence to believe that he did this because he didn't he didn't like white people, right? Yeah. Well, you know what the media turned that into? A truck drives over people. Yes. Yeah, that was an initial headline. Yeah. Yeah. The truck yeah. or a car or whatever he was in, mm-hmm. that was uh, that was what caused the deaths. Yes. Had that been, here, here we go again, and this is part of the way that the liberal media tries to racially divide America. As I've said before, had that been a white man who went into Chicago and mowed down a bunch of black folks in a Christmas parade, we would still be hearing about it today. Yes. It would be front page news day and day and day. Why? Because they would be saying, look, this proves that the white supremacists 
are out to, uh, and they're the number one threat to our country. That's what Biden calls them, right? Yep. Um, so I'm just giving you another example of how this works. Uh, the the left wing pundits and media in this country. I'd be careful how I say this. I'll just say it appears to me. I'll just say this. Every time there's something like what happened at this uh, out here in uh, Dallas with the synagogue, they hope it's a white man mm-hmm. <laughs> who's wearing a MAGA hat. <laughs> yes. They they huh? They just so desperately need that to right. reinforce their narrative. So you you find these times there like what happened in Boulder with that shooting. They were saying, "Look, it's a MAGA." Right. Well, it turned out it was a Syrian man who looked yes. white. And remember, there were actually well-known media people who yes. changed their tweets. Yes. yes, yes. Why? Because they're so desperately hoping they can get some a white man to do these kinds of crimes so they can say, see, this is why we need to clamp down on white nationalism, yep. on white uh, supremacy. So I, I'm just saying, as you said earlier, Ed, let's just tell the truth about yeah. things when they happen and quit trying to manipulate stories. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, to your point, uh, President Biden last week in Atlanta, I mean, his speech all about so-called voter suppression is aimed at somehow there are white people across the country who are trying to suppress the vote of black people. Yeah. I mean. Not true. It's not true. It was really interesting. Uh, Dr. Carol Swain was on Fox and Friends this morning. And, of course, this is Martin Luther King Day. Right. And she was asked about that. And she said, listen to what she had to say. Cut number three. Dr. King uh, preached a message that is so applicable today, and he would be appalled by the uh, racism uh, that's coming from the political left and the reversal of all the gains of the civil rights movement. And because of him, we passed three major civil rights bills in the 1960s that I would argue ended systemic racism under the law and made Mm -hmm. it possible for people like me to come from poverty and have equal opportunity in America. And so Dr. King changed so many millions of lives and he Mm -hmm. fought for white people as well as black people. He was inclusive. You know, it's interesting. Why is it that Dr. Carol Swain, a brilliant woman, former professor at Vanderbilt University, why is it that she only appears on Fox and that the major networks in this country, it's because she has black skin and she has conservative points of view. Likewise, the brand new Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, Winsome Sears, she's been interviewed. You know, she came to this country, her dad came to this country, and I heard her say this this morning, with a dollar seventy-five in his pocket. A dollar seventy five. From where? From the Caribbean, right? From the Caribbean. Came to this country. Someone said it came with two dollars. No, she said she came with a dollar seventy five. <laughs> That's all he had in his pocket. But he worked hard. And of course now today she is the first female black lieutenant governor of Virginia. Uh, she talked about this this morning. She, but wait, wait a minute. She was voted in by the white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense, does it? No, no it in doesn't. Virginia. Yeah. It doesn't. And this is what she had to say. She says there's no systemic racism in America. And she says, referring to herself, I'm proof. Cut to. I'm just going to repeat what our former, well, our current president, um, 
Biden and our current Vice President Harris has said about racism when they were asked, is racism systemic in America? Their answer was absolutely no. And so I am the embodiment of what we're trying to achieve in America. Uh, we want everyone to have equal opportunity. And here I sit today to say it can happen. And, but listen to this, the Biden administration, this, this is their raison d'etre, it almost seems, is to create division in this country. The uh, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen today is giving a speech. Here's what she's going to say. Our economy has never worked fairly for, fairly for black Americans or really for any American of color. That's her speech today. <laughs> the economy has never worked. That's the Fed chairman? This is the U.S. Treasury Secretary. Oh, 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 oh because it's MLK Day. Yes. Janet Yellen. Ha our economy has never worked fairly for black Americans or really for any American of color. Are you kidding has never? me? Has never. Has never. Are you kidding me? That's bizarre. The, the, one of, <laughs> the entrepreneurial spirit amongst Hispanics is absolutely incredible. Yeah. The businesses they've created. And black Americans, too. And people like... Uh, Winsome Sears, people like Dr. Carol Swain, people like Dr. Ben Carson, they're all the same. They worked hard, and they're saying we ought to celebrate this country. <laughs> they all. They also point out, of course, that you know uh, Barack Obama was elected twice in this country. Yeah, it's preach. It's perpetual. It's pre. It's preaching perpetual victimhood. Yes, and uh, and stoking at racial animus. Uh, that's that, I guess that's all Biden and Harris are good for now, and the left. Although his 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 poll numbers are so so bad, I don't I don't know even who's listening to him anymore. Quite frankly, talking about the president, yeah, he's at thirty three percent approval. That's right, job approval, thirty three percent. And it's I think it's only going to shrink more the longer inflation, for example, goes on, and you know supply chain issues and all that, energy prices, all that. Uh, th th those numbers are going to continue to drop until you hit some kind of core right. Democratic constituency that would support the president, even if he killed puppies. I mean, you're just yeah. going to have at some point. But I just wonder, it, maybe they're going with this, this uh, trying to scare people about white supremacy. Maybe that's all they got anymore, the Democrats. Well, what, fear. What are, what are they fear got? of COVID and fear of Yeah, the fear of COVID thing is going away, I think. Yeah. But, so. but it's not working. There was a poll that came out just in the last few weeks that the support for the Democrats amongst black Americans has dropped to just 57%. That's much lower than what uh, the election in 2020. Likewise, 57%? Among, 57%. Wow. Likewise, amongst Hispanics, I think it's down in the 20s. Yeah, it's bad. So they're yeah. one, and they're going to try to run on this racism thing. Yeah, if you look at the state of the Democrat Party right now, um, it, it's it's looking bleak, really bleak. If you're if you're in that camp, because you uh, the, they get you got a president who's wildly unpopular. You got a vice president who's even worse off than he is almost with her numbers of uh, with the American public. <clears throat> then you've got, you're facing, uh, Biden's not going to be able to get anything else done legislatively nope. that he wants to get done this year. 
And then you've got the Republicans highly favored in the November uh, midterms. And if the Republicans take over the House and take over the Senate, now the chances of taking over the Senate, I think, are less likely than the House, then then, then the tables are going to turn. Uh, the Republicans are going to investigate Hunter Biden for his financial dealings, for example. Uh, there's, there's going to, you, you, if you take over the reason the house of representatives is so important, even if you control it by one vote is because you have, if the Republicans take over the house and Nancy Pelosi retires and she will, if the Republicans take over the house of representatives, if you just take over by one vote and the predictions are the Republicans will probably take over by 20 to 30. But if you just take over the House by one vote, you get every chairmanship on every committee. Right. And you make the calls on what they investigate and what they talk about. And so uh, so you flip that. You talk about a nightmare for, for Biden, who has a hard time now expressing himself. His memory's fading. He's, uh, his legislative agenda's done. And then you put uh, the Republicans in charge of the House of Representatives with these investigatory uh, powers. It's it's that's what I'm saying. Biden right now has got to be wondering if is it even worth it. He isn't even he's close, but he hasn't even finished his first year no. in office. No, it, it'll be the end of, towards no. the end of this month. But what a disaster! All he's got left. And and this gas tank is running out. All he's got left is white supremacy and vaccines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Huh? What else he's you got? Got three more years. Yeah. And all he's got left is vaccine. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't call it quits in November. Blame his health. Yes. And then and then and then, who's president then, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been calling her president on a regular basis, yes. Kamala Harris. Touche, Ed. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.